Hi, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Dorfius Timeline Podcast, the tangent of the two fanboys in a filthy casual podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Krija. This is Lewis. And my name is Harold. We are missing one person today, Dennis. RIP. I'm just kidding. We're going to miss you, Dennis. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding, people. He's fine. He's fine. Um, Yeah, but Dennis, you'll be missed. I haven't talked to you in a long time. So if you're listening to this, I wish you were here, dude. Anyway, (laughs) how are you guys? I'm here. (laughs) Oh, sorry. That's not oh wow yeah we're, we're, doing, that? we're, like we're that. doing well courage it's actually yeah it's been a minute if you've been if you've been following our podcast first off thank you very much for following us but secondly yeah, yeah it's been a minute since we've had a chance and an opportunity to record with you courage i know there's been some uh oh i haven't had a chance to record with you in a while i know you've uh hooked up with the guys uh before uh since you've then had some uh, life changes but yeah it's good to see can you, you. Ch- can you change can your wording you, on that hooked can you up clarify with that a little bit before? can we can we yeah, Lewis, can you clarify that for the audience? Which, which part? <laughs> that the the life changing part? I don't think he's understood what you, he said. You didn't hear yourself say Krisha hooked up with the guys before. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my bad. I didn't hear that. See, who's the who's the one talking like a teenager here? I'm trying to take it from an adult perspective. Like, I know, fam. Out. Relax. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> for the 15 year olds out there, that's not what I meant. All right. <laughs> We are grown adults here. Hooking up just means like you talked over the <laughs> over the phone or something. No, dude. Even at the forties, hooking up still means hooking up. <laughs> even I in the forties, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I never say, "Hey, I'm hooking up with my friends." That's just it's, it's awkward. Yeah, yeah, that's awkward. That's... We are adults, and I tell the people I am meeting them or yeah. joining them. <laughs> Not yeah, hooking up with them. That way, my wife Aww. always looks at me weird when I say I'm hooking up with the guys. <laughs> See, I'm just saying it's appropriate. Yeah, there yeah. you go. There's your answer. She's always had questions. She's always had questions. A little it's sus. St- it's a good thing we're starting out with this uh, banter before we get into the topic at hand. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very true. Um, yeah, I was. List- I. I. I was able to listen to a couple of the of the other podcasts. I did watch um, the Indiana Jones Dial of Destiny, so I had to listen to that episode. And um, for once, I think I agreed with Dennis. What the heck? What is happening in the world? Um, yeah, it was really funny how you guys gave your um, your ranking. I know we're talking about the other podcast, but real quick, I love how you guys. Um, gave your ranking of all the Indiana Jones movies, and I agreed with Dennis. What? The world's a know. crazy place, guys. It is. It is. It is a crazy place. <sighs> also, your There's full a- replacement of him is coming soon. So, <laughs> well, I'm ready. I guess that's why we agreed. We have something in common. I'm ready to take over. <laughs> Just kidding. All the pot shots of Dennis today. <laughs> I know, and he's not here to defend himself. I'm sorry, Dennis. You're just missed. <laughs> it's okay. He's got him. He's got important things. He, he's he's living his life, according to him. So I know. Yeah. I guess that's a good thing. Live your life, people. That's one thing you take from this <laughs> podcast. Live your life. <laughs> and hook up with your friends. And <laughs> see exactly that's what I'm saying, man. 
hook up often, you know, no, no regrets. Yeah. Dude, we're not in college anymore, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and, and none of us hooking up with our friends. Yeah, man. No, that's, no. uh, <laughs> oh, it's not, any, not anymore. I guess. What? I just realized what you, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Right. Moving on, moving that's on. A, that's a pot shot to all of us. <laughs> <laughs> except Dennis, except Dennis, I guess. Yeah. Well, technically, they were friends. I don't know how this works. Yeah, man, yeah, he, was definition, he was definition of loyal, man. I mean, the dude was, uh, you know, he found himself a writer. Talking about and... him in the past, in the past tense. <laughs> still, still here, dude. See what you yes. did, Kurt. <laughs> I know it, that's my fault. Um, yeah, he's still here, people. It's okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, on that note, <laughs> um, yeah, you let's um, let's bring it back to the topic at hand. Um, we haven't had one of these discussions here on the dorkiest in a long time. Um, and there's so much happening in pop culture. And it was, I think it was, was that, I think it was you, Harold, who wanted to like brought up the topic. And I think all of us went, yeah, good one. Um, I think, um, I think it's time to talk about the impact Um I don't even know how to say it. Just the impact of women-led uh, media here, like taking the forefront and just dominating. Um, we've had many examples. It's only well, at the time of recording. It's you know we're here in the middle of August, and I I feel like every day there's something. There's another record broken by another female whether it be in music whether it be in movies um just everything in pop and it's really exciting for me so i thought um gosh do you want to talk about some examples of some of some of these uh leading women i'll go first i guess um i think the most prominent thing we should probably talk about at the moment being very current is the number one movie in the world for the past three weeks and probably going to be for a long time and might be the highest grossing movie of the year is the Barbie movie. A Barbie yes. movie. Helm- <clears throat> wow. I, that happens to me all the time. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah. I choke on my own choke. Um, <laughs> the Barbie movie. Helm- Helm- There's water like right next to me. Helmed okay. and directed by like Greta Gerwig. And if I always remember her, it's always going to be from her awesome role in Arthur starring opposite Russell Brand. Wow. What like, a deep cut. The only way, the only way that I was able to get through that movie is because I, that guy was so bad in that movie, but she was actually pretty good. So, and I, and then she was also in the original how I met your dad, which is not how I met your father. Is that how I met your father? Yeah, How I Met Your Father is now. How I Met Your Dad was the original sequel. And they made a pilot episode and she was supposed to be the star of it. And then they were like, eh, we're not going to go with it anymore. But she's always been like someone who's done a couple of smaller movies. So when they gave this to her, I don't think they thought it was going to be as big as it was going to be until like the actual marketing of the movie came out. And then everybody was like, oh, 
this has the potential for something a lot bigger than what we had originally planned. And mm -hmm. I know originally that they were going to make this movie with Amy Schumer as Barbie. Mm -hmm. And then they just, you know, decided uh, a few years ago, well, let's move on from that project. She's not taking the, um, the uh, project as seriously as we'd like for it to be. And to be honest, I don't think her vision would ever have been as successful as the one that's come out now. And as much as a lot of people are like, oh, well, it's just it's timing and it just happens to be, you know, um, there's nothing else big out. Oppenheimer opened the same weekend. Oppenheimer, mm -hmm. a movie by Christopher Nolan, one of the biggest directors of all time, mm -hmm. making his first movie since that one movie that nobody saw. Hey, and I like Tenet. Still haven't seen it. Uh, he was great in Doctor Who. But like, um, <laughs> that's right. I got it. Thank you. I got that. Um, but it's like, oh, is everybody going to go to watch that instead of this? Because it seems like for a second that this movie is directly uh, directed towards just for uh, uh, young girls or for adult women who grew up watch or playing with Barbies and, you know, growing up with the Barbie lifestyle. And then, no, there just happens to be a not I want to say nationwide. It's a worldwide appeal for lots of people to come in and be like, oh, this is for more than just them. It's for everybody. Like everybody can enjoy this. Mm -hmm. And um, just to see that being the breakthrough that they had there and then continuing continuing on where you'd think that, um, you know, there were so many uh, people that were bashing it saying, oh, it's going to do well the first week. And then after that, you're never going to hear from this movie ever again. And then it's like, Every week it's number one. Like this past week, mm -hmm. it was, uh, you know, there was new movies that came out and still this and Oppenheimer are the ones that are too, uh, ahead of the rest. This one's still ahead of Oppenheimer. So it's like, it has, it has legs. What the hell? <laughs> it has barbed plastic legs. <laughs> it does. It's, it's toes are pointed. Um, <laughs> Forever pointed. It has no uh, articulation in the legs whatsoever. <laughs> But no. you know, you know, uh, props to them for getting this out and then having uh, everybody else out there supporting it. So it, it's just one of those things where there, where this whole <clears throat> this past year and this like pretty much this summer, it's just been dominated, like Krisha said, by female-driven media. And for this to be the biggest movie of the summer, with a a slate of movies that were supposed to be really huge. And then this is the one that's the biggest movie out of all of them. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's an incredible accomplishment. Yeah, I agree. And a lot of movies have pushed their release date, right? I I can only think of Gran Turismo. I don't. I, I, it's just like in the news. I just know that they push the release date. I think it's getting released this week at the time of recording, um, because it didn't want to face the <clears throat> the massive Barbie Oppenheimer. Uh, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles kind of thing. Um, they wanted to have its own kind of like, you know, release with like no no other new movies um, being released that weekend. So it's kind of crazy the impact of, I guess, not just Barbie, but uh, people going back to the movies. I know that's a different subject, but um, it's kind of exciting. Um, Lewis, what do you think about have? What about have? <laughs> what do you think about Barbie and? Um, Wait, have you guys seen it? Here's the crazy part is I actually have not. 
but I have actually been part of, or I, I've fallen into the marketing. I gotta love <laughs> how this like, it, I, I, it's, it's a weird world that we live in now, where you know when it, when when something female forward comes out, you can almost always expect some d bag neck you know uh, neck beard bro is gonna like slam it before they even get a chance to watch it so you know knowing that yeah this, the, even the, the prime the, uh, the preliminary like you know advertising for it maybe like a, a, an ad on, uh, an, a, an ad on your youtube or uh something that flashes on your instagram and then fast forward to here and like I love what they've done with it because I, you know, I, I love my family. Unfortunately, I do not have any daughters. But um, a few weekends ago, it was great how wonderfully generational, like, the Barbie phenomenon is. And I think whatever it is that they did, uh, kudos to Mattel and whoever uh, else produced the movie because it really tapped into a whole, like, generational thing. Because uh, my wife, my sister-in-law, my sister, and their daughters – all went to the pop-up and they haven't even seen the movie yet. So yes, they haven't seen the movie yet at the time of recording. I think they're actually going to go watch it this weekend, but um, you know, it's incredible that uh, a pop-up in Santa Monica was filled with just kids and adults. And uh, I mean, older adults who still, you know, there's a sweet spot where, 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 uh, where Barbie sits and not only that, like, and it's not to be like, you know, it, it wasn't like, uh, again, not, not not what the Ben Shapiro's of the world were complaining about because there were a lot of like I was pleasantly surprised at how many men came out to either just come out and watch the movie and or just like come out and, and enjoy the show or actually be part of the phenomena. There was a only it's almost like a weird um, yeah. There's a, you could feel that there's a weird cultural shift. I don't know if it's called a shift, but I love the posts. I love the social media of dudes in pink, dudes comfortably wearing short shorts. Um, you know, I haven't even seen the movie, but you know, everything is hashtag Kenuff. I am Kenuff, you know, like, <laughs> so it's, it's great. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure if it has anything to do with the wonderful casting. Uh, I'm always going to be a big fan of baby goose. Uh, anything Ryan Gosling is gold to me, which is actually, a bit, I'm not sure why I haven't seen the movie. Cause yeah, it, Lewis, checks off, it checks off all the boxes. Cause like my wife has literally like, you know, you guys know me, so I have a, a horrible collection. I'm a hoarder of collectibles. But if it's not Hello, if it's not Hello Kitty, my wife has a great collection of Barbie dolls. So I'm almost mm-hmm. actually kind of wondering, like, why we haven't spent the time out to go see this. But you know, life comes at us and uh, and whatnot. It's it's been a very, I think, again, like you said earlier, Courage, uh, it'll be a topic for a future review, like how surprisingly active this summer has been with movies. We, we're like yeah. lousy with good movies, and to the point where. Yeah, like it's un- incredible to me. I, I saw this stat earlier. I- I'm not sure what I was browsing, but uh, maybe my phone was listening in on a conversation. But uh, hey, H, uh, confirm this with me. But I-, I think Barbie movie actually made a billion dollars. It did. So yeah. it's up there with like, there's only like, 15 or 20 movies ever to break a billion dollars. And I'm sure like part of the- a good amount of those lists are superhero movies. So she stands alone. Barbie stands alone in that. I mean, yes, it is a fictional movie. Yes, it is a a, a toy. You know, yes, it is trying to sell. Uh, there's mass marketing to it, but she stands alone. Like, uh, there's not a lot of other properties out there or IPs that uh, are neck to neck with Barbie, and and she's hanging out with you know Captain America and and and, and Avatar uh, as one of the greatest, uh, you know, most profitable movies of the summer. And this is against yeah, it's beating out '80s classics like Indiana Jones and you know. Uh, Tom Cruise's mm-hmm. latest stunt flick, uh, you know, Mission Impossible isn't making what it's supposed to be. And even Fast 10, 
you know i'm sure like you know ask us back in april or march this year uh which movie we thought would have been making the the uh, would have been the biggest blockbuster of the summer i mean i, I like i said i love the marketing for barbie but i wouldn't have said you know i would have said in the, the number one maybe top five but yeah number a billion the first one to to break a billion this year incredible so uh super mario brothers did do okay cool yeah so yeah there you go so i mean but again like the uh, just eyeball test of like yeah barbie stands alone in a weird uh sense i'm not sure you know if i was more articulate i'm sure i could uh say it better but yeah it's just great so yeah unfortunately i haven't seen it looking forward to seeing it eventually but yeah i i just love the uh the cultural shift so i'm I'm digging it yeah no i it was I well I saw it and I thought it was great. I I feel like I it there was something for everyone. You know, you mentioned the generations. You know, at that pop up, um, there there was something for every generation. Like, there's no question. Like me growing up in the in the eighties, like there were a lot of Easter eggs for me. Like, and it kind of like brought up memories of like little Barbie sets that I had and that I completely forgot about. Um, so that was fun for me, just like noticing, just like, you know, you noticing the Easter eggs, for example, in the Super Mario Brothers movie, that was fun for me. But with Barbie, it was a little different because growing up, I was the only girl until I, you know, I turned 17, all my cousins were boys. So everyone was into, you know, running around and, you know, skateboards and like sports and, and, you know, their, um, you know, action figures. And I, I, Barbie for me was all, all I had growing up that like, um, that was kind of like the girly side of me. And at that time, Barbie was shifting from being, you know, just someone in like really cute dresses to, you know, being something that was a, like a symbol for, you know, achieving one's goals. Like Barbie can be anything. And I think going back to, going back to saying that there's something for everyone there's something for every gender in the barbie movie so i hope you guys get to see it um i want to talk about it more but i know that we have other examples of um like really successful uh ladies in the spotlight yeah can Um, we talk about uh speaking of phenomena can we just talk about taylor swift taking over la like Definitely. I could oh, not uh, throw... the world. <laughs> yeah, right. Like uh, it was insane. Um, again, generational thing. Uh, you know, my uh, my niece, my my brother's daughter. Uh, I love her to death. Uh, she is adorable, and of course, she's a, a young preteen, and she thinks she's tougher than nails and smart as heck. But it was adorable because uh, it's just like indicative of like everybody else uh, or, or or the kind of videos that are coming around. Uh, like it when my brother gifted her tickets to Taylor Swift and she just broke down. Oh. It was great. It, again, it's like just that, the great feeling of like a uh, decades, decades, shoot. I mean, decades ago, we gifted my sister Backstreet Boys tickets and it just <laughs> felt the same way. And she just broke down, just a blubbering mess of the. <laughs> But it, it sounds to me that it wasn't just a local incident because it looks like literally everybody but us were, was at SoFi uh, <laughs> over the last two weeks because uh, even the most random celebrities and the most random people in our own uh, circle of friends are like, I'm at the Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> like, you? 
but again i mean kudos to uh, marketing maybe uh there is just like they hit the zeitgeist and it is just you know she just is touring at the right time that she has taken over basically like the conversation in pop culture uh you know again if it's not barbie it's taylor swift post so it's incredible um i'm not gonna front either though because I, I hate to admit it um i don't know a lot of her stuff um a lot of the stuff that i can reference my niece who went will look at looked at me when uh, we, we were talking about it it was like yeah that's not cool Tita G. i'm like oh like shake it off shake it off isn't the jam I was like oh my god you're so embarrassing i'm like oh, okay i'm gonna shut up but anyway so yeah that's on me that's my bad um i don't listen to it but like i said to to, to take over like the conversation here especially in la and the valley and whatnot uh it's incredible for taylor Swift to do and again you know not to be like whatever behind a little too behind the scenes kind of guy but apparently her tours have single-handedly reinvigorated like the hospitality uh industry and all the and all the and all the cities she's touring yeah like, it's, uh, all, hotel- it's all the ancillary businesses around right yeah right yeah hotels are booked uh you know flights are being uh are, are being booked restaurants are being uh reserved uh, reservations to the roof and yeah so she her whenever she pops up or wherever she, her tour is uh you know these these businesses are going back into the black so you know again incredible the power of one woman she's, she's just one woman one woman it's not a band it's not the Backstreet Boys. It's not Destiny's Child. It's just Taylor Swift, her back, her back, her background dancers and her singers, and uh, apparently an incredible show. Uh, you know these kids. Uh, I, I don't want to knock them. My mom was very concerned because the concert that she went to was on a weeknight, but yeah, they were willing to leave <laughs> on a Tuesday night to scream and yell and dance and still go to school the day after. So again, kudos to Taylor and just incredible. Uh, I'm not sure if. Uh, Beyonce will be coming to town in a few in a month, I think. So I'm not sure if it's going to be replicated or or surpassed. But yeah, it's just an incredible time to be uh to to be into live music. Harold, <clears throat> anything anything to say about Taylor Swift? <laughs> uh, okay. So my niece is like. Kind of like me, she's like an old soul. Mm-hmm. So, but when she was a kid, or she was a younger kid, not like she's an older kid now, but she is a <laughs> she is a teenager. But she when she was younger, and Taylor Swift had, uh, I think I forgot what album it was, but that was all she would listen to, and so she would say, uh, "Put Taylor Swift on your phone, or put Taylor Swift on your iPod." So when I'm in the car. I'll I'll listen to those songs so I'm okay or so I'll have something to listen to because no one like listens to your old junk anyways, and um, I was like okay um uh, sure and I, I was like I remember Taylor Swift from before, and here's the thing, I had never been a Taylor Swift fan, mainly for one big reason, and that's if I am a fan of a female vocalist, it is because of their vocals. I love, mm, mm-hmm. absolutely love a good female singer. Cannot be beat for me. The best singers in the world are female. And for me, like anytime I'm Mariah Carey, a Whitney Houston, even a Kelly Clarkson, anybody that can hit those notes and just power through vocals, 
I was like, these are the these are the people that I'd rather listen to instead of and this is just my opinion, obviously, but you know, obviously it differs from everybody, is that Taylor Swift can never hit anything higher than I can hit, which is kind of you know, <laughs> it doesn't say much either it's either a negative to me or uh I mean a positive to me or a negative. I don't know who the negative is for. But I had always been like powerhouse vocal, you know. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing is when my niece started listening to her songs and I was more like, yeah, but she writes her own stuff. She produces her own stuff. Mm-hmm. That's another side of respect that I, I learned about her. And I was like, okay, I can get into this. Her songs are not exactly my favorites, but the facts that she writes them herself, she uses her own personal experiences for it. And then she pretty much does everything by herself. You know, I, I had to respect that. And even though I'm not a fan of her vocally, her songs are very catchy. She was a country singer. I actually preferred her country songs before her more poppy stuff, which is oh my gosh, strange. I forgot about that. Yeah, but it's strange for me because like I'm a pop junkie. You know, I love pop music. It, I'm, I don't care. It's always going to be that way. But I do have a pop playlist and I have some Taylor Swift songs on there because you never know when you're just like, in, in you know, when you're in like the happy driving mood. And you're like, oh, you know, all these other songs that are like a beat and everything. And then all of a sudden the intro for um, the Starbucks lover song comes on. And then you're just like, oh, you know, it's pretty good. It's good. Like she she doesn't have like I said, she doesn't have the strongest voice, but she has a good voice. So it's like she uses a, she uses her range to do what she does. And I, I, I like her for that. And the fact that she's able to sell out every place that she goes to mm-hmm. get every celebrity who can get in there dancing to all her songs, knowing all the lyrics, you know, there has to be something about her that everybody can enjoy. And that's good for her. It's, I think it's the same thing kind of with the Barbie movie where it's like generations, people started out with her when she was a teenager. They've gone to her now in their twenties and thirties. And it's like, uh, the different genre or the different phases that she's been through in her life and people have been following her throughout the whole thing. There is a kind of not kind of universal appeal towards it. So people are more uh, magnetized towards her and you're, you're just like, there's no way you can't not tap your toes to some of her songs or not at least know one of her songs. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, but then there's people who know her whole discography and I'm never going to be one of those guys. So, but I've you know we've seen we have friends who are parents of daughters people who are just adults themselves that are like oh I'm gonna go watch this concert can't knock them for it because she's doing she's not lip syncing yeah she's not dancing or anything but she's playing her guitar she's doing whatever she's doing up there she's doing the performance herself it's hard unless at the time you know even now unless you're Beyonce unless you're Madonna even in the past, if you weren't Prince or Michael Jackson, a solo act having to sell out stadiums yeah, is near impossible. And the fact that she's doing it in 2023 when, you know, people are saying, oh, there's a recession, money is tight, and, you know, we're not, you know, everybody's not doing as well as we're doing a few years ago. I guess that not that tight, dude. I mean, <laughs> for some people, you know, there was no, there was never a recession. Also, there was never COVID-19. And then, 
<laughs> Have you heard the other joke that just came out recently? No. Um, lots of people apparently got COVID at her shows or oh, get great. get COVID at her shows. So you know what they call it. Please, Shara. <laughs> COVID nineteen eighty nine. Oh uh... nailed it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, hey, that's clever. And then I kind of want to ask the people who did go to her concert, hey, did you guys get COVID? But then it, at this point, it just seems like a, a mean thing to do. Yeah, come it's on. It's like you enjoyed yourself. Whatever happens afterwards happens. But, you know, yeah. Your yeah, thoughts well, on? Well, on COVID. Uh... Okay. Well, that's it. COVID, yeah, COVID is still a thing. Um, no, yeah, it's just really exciting to see like a young person command a stage like that. And you mentioned it before, like, and we've been talking about it throughout the podcast, but the, the general appeal she has to all different walks of life. Um, it's just really cool to see, you know, little Taylor Swift, like do her thing. Like I, I'm not a Swifty. I'm, and I know three, maybe three songs that, you know, Room to Improv Sings, Karaoke, that's really how I know these songs. Um, but um, it's just really impressive to me, the things that she's done with just, you know, her talent or her songwriting ability, her musicality. It's just really, it's really exciting to see. And I just love people like getting together. And it's so cute how people make bracelets, you know, and like share them and trade them. Um, it's kind of like, um, like uh, going to Barbie and like seeing like little old ladies dress up in all pink. It's just really cute to see. Um, and I think Lewis mentioned it before about the economic impact like I saw an article where the Federal Reserve credited Taylor Swift with boosting the economy economy because of these concerts, because of the the business she brings to every city, you know, the hotels, the restaurants, the bars. So it's not just like a it's not kind of like a personal impact, you know, like, you know, so watching your favorite musician on stage and having that experience of seeing them perform live it's not just that personal experience but it grows and it's impacting the U.S. economy and that's kind of crazy you know um I know that there's another girl group that Harold and I have been talking about um and um that girl group is New Jeans it's a they're a k-pop girl group they're they're teenagers they are the first k-pop girl group to perform at Lollapalooza here in Chicago here I'm not in Chicago but in Chicago um and it was estimated they were they only had like a 45 minute set um it was Thursday night the first night of the festival and they were like it like in the afternoon they didn't headline that that night that night um, but it was estimated that 70,000 people were at their show. And you can see, like, they posted their performance on their YouTube channel. And you can see, like, you know, in K-pop, they have those, like, light sticks. And you can see those light sticks all the way in the back, just being waved all the way in the back. Um, so that's kind of cool just to see, like, a newer generation. Um, 
of Asian of Asian girls taking the stage here in America and and we talk about impact and I feel like their their reach and their impact is only starting they just released their second EP and it went to number one on Billboard the Billboard 200 and they're just like this little cute little group of girls just just like singing songs and dancing. They're so cute and they're just so fun to watch. Um, I know Harold and I, and, and Lewis, you're, you're into our New Jeans conversation too. Um, what do you guys think about New Jeans? Yeah, I, I'm cool. I'm hip. <laughs> I, I get it. I get the references. <laughs> no, um, I, again, I am loving the multicultural aspect of this where this conversation is going. Yes! So, you know, the, the um, you know, the, the, the impact of uh, women in pop right now, isn't just a local phenomenon like the fact that new jeans is permeating into like dudes playlists and again not to expose my son but yeah dude's got a couple songs in his uh spotify playlist <laughs> from new jeans i'm like oh you're a fan it's like no nah, no nah, the, the ladies like it i'm like all right but <laughs> but i get okay. it though like I, I can't even knock it like i, I mean i love nelly Furtado years ago and and all the, and all the girls back then so but again, like, I don't know, it's just it, it's hitting that sweet spot right now where it is it unabashedly, no shame, uh, enjoying just legitimately good music. And uh, I'm not sure if they're going to go on tour anytime soon. But yeah, it's just, I guess, a great time to be back into live music uh, or or at least, you know, uh, that, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, new jeans. Uh, it's, I can't even say they're the new BTS because it feels like they're doing their own thing and oh, they're, yeah. you know, they're, 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 yeah, they're selling out shows. And if you're, what, what you're telling me is that they single handedly made again, I, I feel like an old head here, but um, yeah, I, they made Lollapalooza relevant again. You know, they were in the headlines <laughs> yeah. because, oh, new, you know, new jeans will be performing. So now they're on, on everybody's conversations, not like just a bunch of old uh, rock bands or whatnot. So it's like, yeah, they good for them. I, I can't wait to see where they're going to go. Like you said, they are uh, pretty young in a sense. So like, hopefully they got a bright uh, future ahead of them. And yeah, they're going to be breaking records in no time. I hope they go on tour. I think that'll be a fun show. Mm. Mm. I think they just have to release more music. Like they did, I don't know how many songs they did at Lollapalooza, but yeah, it was 45 minutes. They took like a little, like short little break in between, um, I guess just to catch their breath. But uh, I think if they release one more EP, they can like have their own solo tour. Yeah. Um, for now, probably the festival route is the way to go, you know, less than an hour. It's, you know, they have dancers, they have like, you know, a stage presence for that. Um, but yeah, tour would be fun. I'm waiting for H's uh, input on this conversation. Uh, <laughs> I, I have mean, no, uh, I, have, I have no opinion. All right. And that's our show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <Lying> liar. <laughs> it's, it's time for me to be my unabashed self. Um, <laughs> first of all, Trisha, thank you again, because as a joke, not as a joke, but uh, Trisha did tell me that um, <laughs> New Jeans released their EP, even though I had it on Spotify. And then she was like, oh, but there's an actual physical copy for CDs. And I was like, oh, cool. 
And then I was like, well, you know, I'm, you know, she's like, it's at Target. And I was like, well, I don't know if I'm going to make it to Target. And if anything, like, um, I, I don't really need any of the stuff there. And then Chris was like, oh, that's cool. And then I was like, I was like, well, my birthday is next week. <laughs> <laughs> but not really but but not of. really but the, literally the next day <laughs> and i'm someone who orders from amazon pretty much at least once a week so i was like i don't have a package scheduled for today i have once i was like i have one scheduled for tomorrow plus this is a lot smaller than the thing that i had ordered and then i opened it and i was like oh dang and i didn't see the note because you know, I'm a greedy person who's just like, rah, rah, rah. and then like an hour into it, I was like, oh, there's a note and it's from Chris. And the, the note really touched me. I'm always going to hold on to that note. I'm never going to tell anybody else because that's between me and Chris. Whoa, and... the note touched you? Hold on. Yeah. This is <laughs> where, about did women. It, where did it touch you? <laughs> Show us on the doll. Right in the heart testicle. And, um... <laughs> oh, the heart nards. The yeah. heart nards. <laughs> but so the funny thing is like, when I had heard them for the first time earlier this year, I was like, Chris, have you ever heard of this band? And she goes, yeah. And she was the one that explained all this stuff to me. And then she was like, they're more than just that one song, which was OMG. And But I could not stop listening to that song because it's freaking catchy as hell. It's so good. And the dancing, the dancing is so intricately easy that I was just like, well, <laughs> maybe I can do this on a TikTok or something. It's never going to happen, but you know. And then I started listening to their discography and I was like, you know what? They're good. I was like, these girls can actually sing. Okay, mm -hmm. most of them can sing. And then um <laughs> Amen. And Amen. You know who I how I am. And I, Harold is very <laughs> particular, so I get I'm it. super particular. And then like <laughs> and then when the new EP came out, literally Chris was like, new song came out, and then new song came out, and like new video came out. And I was like, <laughs> And in my head, uh, not even in my head, I was like, right away, I was like, this is so much different from their first thing that just came out last year. Mm -hmm. But it's so good. So, so good. It's like how <clears throat> house music for me, Super Shy Sounds, the beat is a jungle drum and bass beat, which mm -hmm. as someone who listened to a lot of that stuff in the late 90s, early 2000s, I was like, I love this song automatically. <laughs> and then the damn dance was everywhere. <laughs> and yeah, I was like, dude, the choreography for this is so so simple. They're doing the same things over and over again. But it's like, as somebody who was in a dance group, formation has always been just as important as the movements itself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the for the formations of their in the music video and in the performances, it's fantastic. So, literally, a week and a half ago, Krish goes, uh, they're performing at Lollapalooza. I had no idea. <laughs> And she was like, it's it's at uh, this time. And then I forgot that me and her have different times now. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> she was like, oh, they performed already. And I was like, oh, I missed it. <laughs> and then I like went to do, uh, I had like a, somewhere to go. And then when I came back, you couldn't rewind the live version on Hulu, which is the dumbest thing ever. Oh. And also... The next day, you couldn't watch it on demand. So like I told Krish, I was watching small snippets of their full performances on Twitter. And the biggest Twitter thing I have is on my iPad. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, it's cool and whatever. And then 
no joke. Every day I'd be like on YouTube being like, New Jeans all produce a performance. Nothing. Or like a fan cam. And I was like, I don't want to see this. I want to yeah. see I want to see the Hulu performance that I saw. And then the next week on Monday, Chris was like, oh, the whole show is available. And I was like, maybe I'll watch it at work. <laughs> um, Let's see. How many times has Harold watched the new Jeans at Lollapalooza performance? Oh, yeah. I want to know. Um, uh, for me, it's been three. Ooh. Um, Call yourself good. a fan. <laughs> okay, those there's... Are, those are weak not, numbers. I know. <laughs> Not to be not to be like that guy, but there's it's a block. A competition. I know there's not, but there's a block <laughs> that I watch at least ten times, and the block Ooh. go the block goes from my two favorite songs, Ditto and OMG, mm. and then it goes into all of uh, the Get Up EP because I like all the other songs. Yeah, but like their banter in between and them being like, also their band was. To a female guitarist, a female bass player, and then some dude on the drums, but whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the fact that they did everything live, they actually sang live, mm-hmm. and you could tell that they were singing because, like, Chris pointed out to me, and even I was like, right away, it sounded like Adina Menzel was up there because there was nothing but heavy breathing. <laughs> and it was like, that's because you know they're actually like heavily breathing because they're being burnt out by doing like a million different intricate dance moves but at the same time singing so like i've always loved britney spears because she's always able to do that except she lip sync most of the time but before when she first started she would actually sing live and it was like but she never had the strongest singing voice you know it'd always be like christina had the stronger singing voice but you never had a good combination of both of those guys yeah and and at the at the moment two of the singers three of the singers in new jeans are just as good as those guys and better and just as good almost as good dancers as britney spears and it's like uh like i told krisha i call them like i i i've i don't want to discuss this now but they are the female instinct for me because whoa bold take man that's that's the thing right yeah it's like the like okay like the lead singers in backstreet roy's whatever but then they were and but they were never good dancers but the lead singers in NSYNC were fantastic singers and very good dancers at the same time. These guys, these girls are like the same thing. And it's like, um, it's just crazy that I've probably watched the whole concert. I've probably only seen maybe three or four times, but that block itself at least 10 times, at least two times today. (laughs) And like forgetting that we were going to be talking about this later. And I was just like, Oh, maybe I should stop watching this but i can't like and then okay here's the thing that's always been the thing that i think is the best part about that whole concert there's two things is one there's a backstage video of somebody behind this behind them while they're performing they recorded them while they were doing super shy Mm -hmm. so you can't hear as much the stage but you can hear the whole crowd singing the song and then it was like it's amazing. And the other thing was, and it's a dumb clip that for some reason gets me every time, is when they they ask the crowd to sing OMG for them. And then the crowd knows the lyrics. And then like, one of the girls, the one of the girls that can't sing, gets really like surprised by it. And she's almost like half crying. And then the last thing is the backstage video of them when their first performance in the US is done. 
and they're mm-hmm. crying and they're like hugging each other. And it's like, I knew I the 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 crazy thing is too is a lot of people were saying before this that they're just another manufactured K-pop band that's only gonna be big in Korea mm-hmm. and Asia, but not gonna be big in the US, or nobody knows who they are in the US. And they come to Lollapalooza, like Christian said, in the middle of the afternoon. Yeah. They get they get everybody to come to actually watch these afternoon performances that no one was really going to be there for. And then they get everybody to sing along the, to sing their songs along with them. So you know that that's not manufactured unless they somehow pump the crowd of 70,000 to be sounding like there's actually, you know, an artificial. It, it's insane. And then, um, yeah, dude, it was just, it's still strange to me that a band that, yeah they're uh, they're teenagers and then in my head i'm always like well teenagers are like too young to understand or to really get people behind them as a group and then i'm like all the bands i love were teenagers <laughs> except for chris kirkpatrick but like you know i mean new edition yeah, that guy they, was 30 he's yeah. like 35 years old <laughs> like but in like new edition when they first started out new kids on the block obviously these guys are mm-hmm. all like teen idols and then now we have these guys teen idols from another country coming here and being like we can we can do just as well and then the fact that they got like there's other videos of they they had this one viral video this one security guard who's just like vibing to all their songs (laughs) and then and then the guy they the guy did his own tiktok and he's like no honestly i had no idea who these guys were before their things but i'm a big fan now and i was like i kind of get it i mean I kind of get that's how a lot of people who weren't their fans going into it were just like, okay, they're they're cool, they're good, but like you know, I'm not gonna be as into it as everybody else is. And then you at the at the end, you just see all the, everybody just you know getting into it. And that's what I kind of like yeah. is it, they have the the music that it doesn't sound like it's current. It sounds like older old school stuff mm-hmm. that I was into. And they actually, they don't harmonize, but when they do, even if it's for a 30 second song, which I really wish that song was longer, which still, it's the name of the EP. Why would that song not be longer <laughs> than 45 seconds? But uh, yeah. So yes, uh, I, I appreciate it very much. Going real quick, just to add to the 30 second interlude, basically in the CD. Oh man, that get up is so good, especially. I mean, we, we were in our chats, we talk about like the music videos and um, the cool with you video side A and side B, and then and then they throw in the interlude, the get up like little snippet. Oh god, so anyway, I don't know. This is, I know that's off topic, but it was, yeah, I obviously I agree with Harold, I think it's um. It really is just amazing to see them work a crowd and turn a crowd um, into, you know, to- to- towards, you know, how do you highlight it? Like, uh, like um, they kind of like turn a crowd to favor them. Like you can have, like, especially in a festival setting, you can have people just like wandering, right? I mean, 70,000 people, they're not just all bunnies. That's the name of, you know, their fandom. But there had to be thousands of just passersby who just stopped and maybe they turned 
they turned into bun like they that sounds weird they turned into bunnies that day um it's just really cute to see I mean I feel like all of these examples that we talked about today just like it's just really good to see people um I don't know not react to them but like get excited and get behind them and in and not just like a superficial fanatic way but like a deeper way and out of support out of you know uh, love for the music love for the message love for the vision like when it comes to barbie it's really like it's really exciting and i like it's it's so generic to say what a time to be alive but what a time to be alive um it's just really nice to see like examples of these strong people um Yeah, I feel like. Did you guys have any other examples today? I mean, those were. I think that's a perfect. Yeah, that's a perfect. Also, really quickly, just because I'm a douchebag and I love pointing (laughs) stuff out, I think the biggest mistake they have with not putting new jeans on at night is that you didn't get to see the light sticks. I know. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Because like you could you could see it in the daylight, but it's like it's not the same. It's It's not not the same. It's not as cool. I know. I, just, I, I'm sure we would have been able to see more of those light sticks had they been turned on. But yeah. mm, next time, next time. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like, like the kind of thing they'll. I'm sure they'll learn by next year. Yeah, when they do Ozfest next year. Yeah, can't wait. <laughs> wow, you already got your calendar because <laughs> they did Lollapalooza. Why wouldn't they do like you know the Warp Tour? Or... Yeah, they're gonna do the when we were young tour because they're actually young. <laughs> Excuse my ignorance, but like uh, a K-pop girl group did Coachella this last year, didn't they? Or am I just imagining? Yeah, I... Blackpink yeah. did it. There you mm-hmm. go. Okay, okay. So, also, yeah, Blackpink I mean... killing it this year, and their their yeah. concerts. Yeah, almost uh, as sold big out as Dodger like Stadium. A... That's insane. I mean, that's crazy to me. Is it Dodgers or SoFi? Dodger, Dodger Stadium. Stadium. Dodger mm-hmm. Stadium. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna be so. Blackpink's gonna be in our area. Sorry, Blackpink literally <laughs> in the area. Um, I'm excited. I'm going to that show. So I like I'll that you said guys that. And, yeah, I was gonna say like, are you gonna come visit your friends or just this is just a strictly a uh, concert? It's, it's just business. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is business. Uh, yeah, Not for honestly, you guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, originally yes. Um. Uh, but uh, I'm also going to a baby shower, so hooray! Ew, babies, ew. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know what is that. I don't. I don't. What? In it's this, a good in, thing the baby is not out yet. It's yeah, a shower, so I'm like, hey, what do we do? I wouldn't know what to do. A baby in this economy? Come on. <laughs> I know. What's dude, with a cost, recession? Are you serious? Do they know what's with happening? A, with the cost of Beyonce tickets? I know. And I'm trying. I'm trying to get to the Black Pink concert early, and I have to. <laughs> what? Here's your I'm gift. Just... Congratulations. See you later. <laughs> gotta go. Gotta um, go. Gotta, gotta get go. my spot. Gotta get. I gotta the get the merch. merch <laughs> the merch line is very long. Amazon registry. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. One of these days, we gotta talk about the whole resale uh, industry of uh, of Taylor Swift sweaters. Because yeah, even my even my nephew. 
uh, is trying to capitalize on my niece, his his sister going to this concert, uh, giving him capital. Like here's the, here's like a hundred bucks. Give me some sweaters because apparently it's going for a uh, hundred bucks for some sweaters. For some get... sweaters, but like you go no, on that's Amazon, a t-shirt. Like, you go on eBay apparently. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right, you're right. It's like a hundred a hundred bucks for like a headband, I think. But um, yeah, that stuff's going for like double, triple that. Uh, yeah, on the resale market. So I mean, again, yeah. good for you, Taylor T Swift. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we. I mean, that would be a fun discussion. Resale. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. What Next a... topic. <laughs> yeah, plenty of topics. I'm writing that down. <laughs> uh, I know lots of topics. Oh well. But no, this is I good get... though. It's been a minute. Uh, great conversation. Uh, I think is very timely. Um, I think. I mean, the Emmy nominations came out too, and no offense to the uh, male side of the Emmy nominations, but I'm more excited for the women on that side of things. So yeah, I mean, big, Wait, like to... who, like who, uh, well, you know, I, I, what do you call it? Oh shoot. I got it. Well, I had it. I'm oh, sorry I to call you out. Sorry. I no worries. No, 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 no. I, I had it remember. and a tip of my tongue. Cause of course I can't remember her freaking name, but, um, Oh my God. Uh, Handmaid's Tale got uh, got nominated again, mm-hmm. uh, and a handful of other people from uh, dramas that I loved this last year. Like the I can't remember her name. It's killing me. But anyway, Wait, <laughs> like, it's like, killing like, from, me? like from like from Abbott Elementary, the craze from Abbott Elementary. I see her face. I cannot remember mm-hmm. her name, but it's Quinta Brunson. Thank uh-huh. you. Oh my gosh. I got She's you. Like... Just just name the show. I got. You. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So actually, yeah, like uh, Yellow Jackets is one, and House of Dragon. Um, again, I can't remember their names. I can see their <laughs> characters' faces, but they're all been nominated. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm pretty excited for that part. But it might also be, you know, I be, I have a bit of a blind side because a lot of the big, uh, looks like a lot of the nominees came from like Succession, which I haven't had a chance to watch, uh, this last year. But yeah, really I good. mean, the cast of The Last of Us, uh, White mm. Lotus, which I actually did enjoy. Uh, House of Dragon, which again, uh, as much as uh, it does, is a very strong female-led, you know, uh, uh, piece of fiction uh, that, yeah, I, I really enjoyed. So, yeah, uh, again, nothing against Bob Odenkirk and uh, Better Call Saul, but yeah, I, I'm more excited to see who who wins out on the on the women's side on that things. Yeah. Oh, I, I hope and this keeps Brunson, going. Thank you. God, I love her so much. Her uh, like Abbott is one of my favorite shows. Mine and my wife's like favorite comedy, hands down. Like I'm so sad that the new stuff hasn't come out yet, but I'm very excited to see where the season three, I think, or four they're at now. But like every episode has been a hit for me. So yeah, good for her. Hilarious if you haven't seen it, but yeah, highly recommended. Aw. Well. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah. <laughs> We can talk about the winners and whatnot. Uh, like, I mean, shoot, it's already August. Before you know it, it'll be our end of the year wrap yeah. up. So, and yeah. who knows when the Emmys will be? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Anyway, um, any any final thoughts, guys? I feel like we touched upon some really great examples of uh, women helmed. Um, like the things yeah. <laughs> things in pop i don't even i don't even know it's late <laughs> yeah no i think it's a it's a very great year i think uh i mean all creators should be celebrated uh but especially uh yeah we need more voices out there we talked about this when we talk about our you know our our pods or episodes about asian led or, or filipino creators but yeah we we tend to uh not ignore but we kind of look over the fact that yeah there's a lot of you know, room for female voices and women-led pro- uh, 
productions out there that should be celebrated and be recognized and it's good it, it just happens to be a really good summer for uh for for creators yeah for yeah. female creators and i hope it's not a trend you know right. like i feel like uh, hollywood quote unquote gets a little trendy you know how many um you know how many superhero movies are there or how many you know like there's there's like waves and i hope it this is just the beginning of of more stories like these, um, more artists like these. Um, I, I feel like it's just exciting to see and I just don't want it to go away. I just want it to grow and grow and grow. What about you, Harold? Yeah, I, like it's such a good year in general for female-led stuff. And the fact that the musicians are killing it, actors are killing it, directors are killing it. It, it, it can only lead to better things <clears throat> because I think it's just time that we appreciated more of the creativity that the female brain has to contribute to society more than it's always been. And, you know, um, as much as I love seeing, you know, Marvel movies and stuff, there's some dudes that cannot direct an intellectual picture. There's some guys that cannot portray um emotions through their music and i really believe that uh it, it it can only get better and everything else can only continue to succeed in the way that's done this year so hopefully the trend it's not a trend it's just something that just continues for the rest of the ways and we can uh you know everybody can come together and appreciate it not so much criticize it come on guys let it go <laughs> yeah just let it go Aww. Yeah, well, thanks, guys. I feel like this has been a great discussion. Um, God, I I really love these discussions. I, I just miss you guys so much. So um, I guess this has been another episode of the Dorkiest Timeline podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Krija. This is Lewis. And my name is Harold. Oh, gosh. Oh, can we guys, can we just like get together soon? <laughs> um, if we get together, can we figure out? how to do the little f handshake that they do at the end of cool with you. Oh yeah. The Yeah. I mean, the listeners don't, they and, didn't I mean, see they my, didn't, they don't see your intricate, my intricate hand gestures. Just go to the YouTube video. Uh, <laughs> you'll know that at least one person here has, you know, donated, a dozen or so views to that video it's at like <laughs> almost four million views and harold is like 12 of them 12 12 million <laughs> wait what oh <laughs> well thanks guys i'll talk to you guys soon you got it <laughs> All right. thank you